bless you, everybody. This is Pastor Mark coming at you with another podcast. I'm so glad that you are joining me today. Whether you're listening in your car, at home, at work, or exercising, running, hiking, biking, uh, just be safe out there and always keep a godly mindset. Amen. Um, I'm going to go over a passage here in Hebrews chapter 12. Um, I'm entitling this, Aligning Yourself with God's Will. Now, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, is probably the best passage or best scripture that you could use in order to find the perfect will of God. It reads like this. Well, I'm going to read Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, we could tear apart this scripture or this passage later, but this is a good scripture to find out what is the perfect will of God. And basically, this passage is basically we have to rethink. We have to reset our stinking thinking in order to uh, align ourselves with God's will. But in Hebrews, I found something a little bit different here, and it kind of gives us a breakdown of what God's, how to align ourselves with God's will. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it reads like this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Starting off this year of 2023, a lot of churches, a lot of Christians are, are starting off with a, a, a prayer and fasting, um, which is, we should do that all the time. Uh, but, to, but to align ourselves and to be better and for God to use us and bless us that I think every Christian, every church, every denomination should set aside a time of prayer and fasting. Uh, right now in our church, actually, we're actually entitling this year of revival. And we want to align ourselves with God's will. Looking at this verse, we find ourselves amongst a great cloud of witnesses. Okay. In Hebrews chapter 12, where it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, what is that cloud of witnesses? Who are those cloud of witnesses? witnesses and who are watching? Who's watching? Who's watching us? <laughs> you know, and why are they watching us? We see ourselves surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. And what I, how I can define this, if you are fasting, if you are praying, you know, maybe you're doing a 21 day fast and you post it on social media, you post it on Instagram, you post it on your feeds because, you know, hey, our church is fasting for 21 days, you know, please pray for us. We're fasting, you know, we're praying. What you're doing is that you're causing attention to yourselves. You're causing people to watch you and see you that, oh, okay, he's, this person's going to be fasting for this many days. 
you know, for the next 21 days, this person is fasting, you know. Uh, our church passed out uh, little uh, little bracelets that said uh, uh, 21 days of prayer and then the name of our church. And uh, funny enough that I already had a couple of uh, people at my work ask me, hey, what is this? What is this prayer fast? What is this prayer thing? 21 days. Which gives me an opportunity to um, let them know what I'm doing, how I'm doing, and what our church is doing. So what we're doing is we are attracting attention to what we are doing for the next 21 days and hopefully the whole year. Uh, they're watching you. Everybody's watching you. So if you were to mess up, if you were to mess up, if you were to do something or say something or, you know, or fall off your fast. And let's say you told people, well, I'm fasting this or I'm fasting that. And then they see you doing this. They see you doing that. And they go, hey, wait a minute. I thought you, I thought you were fasting for 21 days. So, you know, we there is witnesses out there. There are eyeballs everywhere. And believe me, if you mess up, you take a wrong turn or even say something wrong, somebody's going to somebody's going to come at you with it. You know, they're going to say, aren't you in prayer? Aren't you fasting? You know, don't you go to this church? <laughs> Hebrews 12:1 gives us a formula to help us to align ourselves with God's will. Okay? The next thing it tells us uh, to do is basically just lay aside every weight and sin. If it hinders you from God, get rid of it. If it distracts you from reading your Bible, turn it off. You know exactly what trips you up and drags you down. Allow God to work. I mean, you know yourself better than other people. So if you know if you're a diabetic and you're going in the candy aisle, it's like, hey, wait a minute. You know, what are you doing? You're playing with fire right there. You know, if, if you know, you have to have that sweets, you know, or if you have an issue with the uh, you know, with certain things in your life, don't go playing with fire. Don't get, don't start stepping your feet that way because, you know, if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile and he'll continue taking it too, praise God. But if we are tempted, if we are persuaded, or if we are, you know, weary and we're not sure exactly, we need to allow God to work, you know, and, and we need to have patience and allow God to do something special in our lives. See, James 1.4 says, But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. The problem with us as children of God, as human beings, is that we think we can do it ourselves. We think we can, um, you know, uh, we think we're Superman. So I got this. I got this. I could do this. Instead of saying, God, help me. Give me strength. You know, we think we could do it ourselves. If you try to, willpower is no power. <laughs> if you try to use willpower, it's not going to work. You know, we need to use God's power, not willpower. Praise God. What's the next thing we need to do here? We need to run with endurance. This is not about how fast you get there, but it's how you finish that matters. Set a pace. You're not competing against anybody. This is between you and God. Doesn't matter if you run super fast. You know, we're not seeing, you know, the most important thing is that if you if you fall seven times and if you don't get up, you know, that's last seventh time, you're down for the count. You're out for the count. And we need to give God 
um, you know, the ability to allow him to, you know, to trust in him, knowing that it doesn't matter where, you know, uh, you know, what's around the corner or what's going on in our lives or or what's going to happen next. Or we start worrying about this. We start worrying about that. And we just need to trust in God and run this way race with endurance. Because if you're running too fast, you might run into something you're not even sure how you got there. And you're not even sure if it was on your own will or if it was God's will. So let's take your time. You know, don't rush through the reading of the Bible. Uh, take some time to meditate over the scriptures, to think about it. You know, and just ask God, God, give me knowledge, give me wisdom on this thing. So the first two things that God wants us to do, he wants us to lay aside every weight. You know, and the sin that and, and the, the sin that easily ensnares us. Okay, if it bothers you, if it hinders you, get rid of it. You don't need to look at it. You don't need to hear it. You know, if there's a group of people that always get you in trouble, don't go to that group of people. And also, we need to set a Christ, a good Christian pace, something that's going to allow you to take a breather every now and then. If you stop, that's fine. But you gotta you gotta get up and keep going. If you if you fall down, if you trip, that's okay. We're human, for we all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But we gotta get up. We need to get up because if we don't get up, we're down for the count. Now, one of the the last thing here on Hebrews chapter twelve verse two, it's looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We need to set our eyes on the prize. We need to set our heads heavenwards, to look heavenwards. The Bible says that his, his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So no matter how we can perceive things, how we understand things, he always has a greater plan. So we need to look at Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, so, you know, don't look to man's answers. Don't don't look, you know, don't look to man. Don't look to shrinks. Self-help books are no help at all. So many Christians go to, you know, uh, to people to tell them what they want to hear. Some people, you know, inquire of Dr. Phil, Phil Oprah Winfrey, and God forbid, you know, looking for to the view for answers for crying out loud. That's man's understanding. That's man's knowledge. But like I said, his ways are higher than ours. Our, his thoughts are higher than ours. So we need to look to God, to Jesus. He's the one that's writing our book. He's the one that's writing each and every sentence, each and every chapter. I mean, you may not like the chapter that you're in right now. You may not like the chapter that you're living in. It might not be what you thought it was. You, it might not be what you, you know you think you should where you should be now in your story if you don't like the chapter that you're living in right now trust in God and turn the page we need to allow God to continue writing because if we take the pen out of his hands and we start writing our own book it's going to turn into the greatest horror story ever told so we need to allow the author the finisher of our faith Jesus Christ uh, in order for this book, your life, to be written the way he wants it to see written. Yeah, he gives you free choice, but he is the author. He is the finisher of our faith. 
praise God. Other people, your friends next door, your coworkers, they're not writing your story. God is. And it doesn't matter how it's going right now. It might be the sad part of your life or the sad part of the book. You know, this chapter, man, this one, this one's a heartbreaker. But you know what? God works all things together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Praise God. And we just need to trust in him. Because if we don't trust in him, who are we trusting in? Ourselves. We're trusting in man. That's that's who we are. Even though we're man, but God had made us special. God had made us in the image of himself inside. Praise God. So we all have that that innate sense of who God is or something greater than us. And we all want to we we all want to be a part of something greater than ourselves. And that's who God is. He is the creator of all things. He's the creator of you and me. He's the writer, the author, and the finisher of you and me. Who can write a book better than God? Have you read the Bible from cover to cover? Maybe not exactly cover to cover. But like I said, don't race through the word of God. Read it. Take your time. Since it's, we're still somewhere in the, in the month of January, <laughs> and uh, it's not too late to try to catch up for the yearly Bible reading. You might have to read a couple of couple of days at a time to catch up, but pace yourself. Read the words. If it touches you, meditate over it. If it questions you, ask God, God, give me knowledge, give me wisdom of this. Or ask somebody at your church, ask a pastor, ask somebody who knows um, about the word of God and, and sit down and talk together because where the two or three gathered, he will be there amongst you. And when there's two or three uh, gathered uh, believers, praise God, you can, you know, you can have a Bible study right there, a little prayer session, and a little worship session, praise God. Um, so, basically, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, everybody's watching you. Everybody knows you're a Christian. Everybody knows that you go to the church down the street. Everybody knows who you are because you're always, you know. You're always saying, you know, I'm a Christian. I go to church. I read the Bible. I listen to praise, you know, to Christian music. All right, great. What are you doing with that? What are you going to do with it now? Now that everybody's watching you and you told them who you are and what you're doing. Well, let's do this way. Then anything that used to trip me up, used to make me fall, make me stumble, you know, and, and make me sin or whatever. I need, I need, I need to stop doing that because when we start living by the Spirit, we start worshiping God in the Spirit. When we start worshiping God in the Spirit, we start to not fulfill the flesh. The flesh, all, all it wants to do is just have fun, party, and do this and do that. But the Spirit, like the Bible says, for the flesh is weak, but the Spirit is willing. What is the, uh, what is the Spirit willing to do? It's willing to worship God. And what is the flesh willing to do? It's, you know, the flesh wants to sleep in. It wants to do nothing. It wants to party. It wants to drink. It wants to do this. It wants to do that. It wants to satisfy itself. Praise God. That's what the flesh wants to do. And what happens to every everybody who satisfies the flesh in the Bible and the Old Testament? They end up dead. They Or they end up killed or they end up swallowed up by the earth. You know? And, and it, it, it never works out great that way. Because for God is a spirit, we need to worship him in spirit and in truth. 
our spirit needs to be aligned with him to communicate to have that relationship with him in order to do that and the only way that we can align ourselves doing that is to set aside every pettiness every grudge match every you know tiff you had with somebody lay it aside let it go don't worry about it it's just weight on your shoulders you don't need it anyways and and for that you know for us falling into temptation and sin like i said even the enemy knows what bush what buttons to push in you to make you trip and fall so we need to be careful we need to watch out you know for the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour well He's, he's got you in his crosshairs, and he's waiting for you to slip up just a little bit. You give him an inch, he'll take a mile. And we need to do this at a set pace, a nice pace. Don't rush yourself. Okay, It's not a race to see who, how fast you can get there. It's a race to see if you get there or not. And then we need to set our eyes above unto our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith in Christ Jesus. I want to thank you for listening to this one. This was a short podcast today. It was just something that was on my heart and something that I shared on a Saturday morning prayer meeting that we had at our church. And uh, I just want to, uh, I just, my appreciation to all those who are, who come and visit my podcast and listen on a weekly, monthly, maybe even a yearly basis. I thank you very much. I'm Pastor Mark Sepulveda. God bless you.